Episode 2, The Fight Within. Welcome everyone to the Giant Slayers podcast. I am so excited today. I have a guest with me today, Manny, who was born and raised in Los Angeles until the age of 11. And then from there, his family moved to Orange County, where he still resides. He was a former belater MMA fighter turned entrepreneur and podcaster. And I am excited, Manny, to have you on. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be on here. Yeah, it's a pleasure. And uh, I'm just so excited to start, you know, talking to people about their giant slayer stories because mm-hmm. they're just so um, inspiring for people. So, yeah, like, let's jump in. What's, what's your story? Yeah, so, so like you said, I, I grew up in, in Los Angeles up until I was about 11. And uh, it, it's funny because I grew up in Huntington Park, which is right next to Compton. And, and if you guys don't know where Compton is, you know, it's Compton is, is where they made uh, like NWAs out of there. And it's a really uh, a gang infested, I guess, area. And, and so my whole life where I grew up was where all the Mexicans were. So my whole life, I saw nothing but Mexicans and African-Americans. And I, and I've, I never saw a white person. I only saw white people on TV. So I was like, oh, you know, every, every white person is like a celebrity. We were like a myth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I moved to Orange County and it's a complete opposite. You know, now, now there's very little colored people, if you will, and the majority of them were white. And so because of that, I, I, got, I, I got picked on, I got, you know, name called. And, and the only way I knew how to defend myself was to fight. And, and I would always get in trouble. And, and I grew up Catholic. And so I always had this like fear of God. It was never relationship. It was always, my parents would always be like, Hey, you know, whatever you do, he's watching you. Yeah. So it was like a scared fear, not. Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) Respectful fear. Yeah. It was like, I'm scared of this God thing that my parents are always talking to me about. And I went to church every Sunday, you know, grew up going to church and I hated it because you stand up and sit down and stand up and sit down. And I'm like, man, what it, like, what is this? And, and so I don't know if I had ADD or, or, or whatever, but I, I just never paid attention. I never really uh, took the time outside of church to go get into the word or go read the Bible or build relationship. I, I never did that. I was like, okay, cool. Church is gone. I'm going to go play now. You know, it's, it's time to play video games or go outside and get dirty now. It, I was, my parents were never, never really insisted on I'm like, hey, let's, why don't we read like a verse or why don't we read the Bible right now? Let's all sit down and kind of dissect what we think that means. There's, there's never a point to do that, you know, for whatever reason. And so um, moved move to Orange County, grew up here and, and fast forward to high school. Uh, my sophomore year, I met this really attractive girl who's now my wife, but uh, I met her and she grew up in the church. And so she was really involved at her church and, and would go to like youth groups and meetings and, and, and all this stuff. And I was like, you know what, if I want to spend more time with her and get to know her, I, I should probably do things that she's interested in. So I started, uh, started going to church and I, I really honestly went just to impress her, like to hang out with her more and be around her. And uh, once we started dating, I really started going all the time. And, and I mean, I'm sure you know how it is and your puppy love and you just want to be around them all the time. And, 
you know, hang out with them. And so I was always there. I was like, yeah, no, let's hang out. I want to see you. And I, I, I'm kind of laughing a little bit because it's like God is so notorious for being a trickster. He'll get you, <laughs> he'll get you one way or another. <laughs> if he's oh, pursuing yeah. you, he's like, I know how to get this guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that, that was never, you know, on, on my head. I was always yeah. like, yeah, I need to go hang out with this girl. And so um, we went to, we ended up going to a mission down in Mexico to go build homes for this little village. Like I thought what poverty, I like, I thought I knew what poverty was. And like this village had nothing. There was a fishing village. They literally had maybe huts, some people, some people just sleep on the dirt on the open fields. It was crazy. No running water, you know, no gas, no nothing. And, and we literally went over there to go build homes for them. And it was, it was so awesome. And it was the first time I ever um, like lifted my hands in worship. Like when we, were, we had worship concerts and stuff and I'd never done it. And by this point I had been going, you know, hanging out around the, the church people and church folk for three years now. So what did change there? Like what in that moment? I think, I think really feeling the spirit, you know, because we went down and we played a concert for the town. So imagine this like this open dirt field with nothing around it for maybe half a mile, say half a mile to a mile radius of just dirt field. And then there's houses on the outskirts and, and, um, this town, I didn't know at the time, but we get, we get there and we're setting up the stage and stuff and all, you know, getting all the instruments out. And, and this guy, we had a van with like doors that would kind of, open up like flood open two doors in the back and i'm moving stuff so i'm not really paying attention next thing you know i, I look to my left and this guy's like standing right by the door like almost like a ghost he just kind of appeared and he's talking to me in spanish I'm, I'm fluent in spanish so he's he's in in spanish telling me like you don't know how much this town needs this and i was like what are you talking about and he goes this whole town is full of witchcraft wow. it's all it's very like prominent here it, 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 that's what they're known for and and I'm like, oh, okay, wow. And there's there's a piece about him, and and I I put it on my kids' lives. I I'm talking to this dude mid conversation. He's telling me how bad the town needs it. It's witchcraft. How we're gonna get blessings because we're here. And I turn around. Someone someone called my name to get something. I turn back around. And he's not there. And I'm like, yo, this is you know this is. I just funny. got chills. <laughs> and. And, and so we play, we play worship and then I get camper of the week and I, and I'm getting all these really neat experiences. Right. And, and I'm 18, I have my son and then I have yet to, to ask the Lord into my life. And I never said the prayer. I never did anything. So this whole time, you know, some stuff happens where we end up, I had my son when I was 18 years old. So, so my parents end up saying, Hey, you guys got to go live out on your own. So me and my girlfriend at the time, my athletic career is over. Um, I, in my head, I thought I was going to go play college football and I'm going to go, I was so dedicated to my craft. I was a high school football player and, and I was like, I'm going to go, go play college football. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, I have my son have to move out. So we end up moving out and, and now we're living in sin. My wife is like, we're not going to do anything. And that's, that's one of the owner, Eric Olson right there. Hola. And, and he's also a believer. Okay. And, and, um, you know, we go and, and growing up in the church again, my, my wife is, is very Christian and, and she goes, you know, we're not going to do anything intimate. 
it, it's we made that mistake once we got pregnant we are no longer doing that right and so so i don't do it and, and i'm like man for for like eight months we, we weren't intimate we didn't do anything um and and um she meets a girl in the apartment complex now they're best friends but she meets this girl her uncle happens to be a, a pastor down here his name's raul reese um, and he, he's a martial artist. And so at the time I had started my, my fighting career and, and my wife goes, you have to watch this. And it was a documentary. It was really, a really low budget film, really cheesy acting, like super bad. Yeah. And, but I was like, I can relate to this guy because he's Hispanic and he's a martial artist. I was like, all right, cool. So I watch it. And, and one of the stories that stood out to me was that he, at the time, was, was running around on his wife, was drinking alcohol, and was also an instructor at his, at his martial arts school. So one day, his wife calls him and says, hey, I'm leaving you. And they have kids. I forget how many at the time, but he, he, had, he went out to go drink. He's like, you're not leaving. You know, I'm the man of the house. I'm this, I'm that, just full of pride. And goes to the home with a shotgun, getting ready to, to shoot her because she threatened to leave. And he said that when he was there, a pastor Chuck Smith was on the TV and he was so annoyed that this pastor was telling him like, if you want to get saved, you need to say this prayer. Like you are in turmoil, your life is falling apart. Say this prayer. And, and um, all of a sudden he shoots the TV. He gets really upset, gets mad, shoots the TV. Shoots the TV with a shotgun, yet the picture and the sound is still coming through the TV. Wow. And he said, right then and there, he got on his hands and knees and asked the Lord into his life. And I was like, man, that's crazy. So even then, I still didn't ask God into my life. So, so one day, where I remember going to my mom and dad's house, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check out this pastor. I'm going to check out one of his YouTube videos, and I'm going to look up a sermon. So I did. I watched the sermon, and I'm watching it. And at the end of the sermon, and, and I'm by myself in my parents' bedroom, um, I have the laptop on my, on, you know, on my legs and I'm, I'm kind of just hanging out watching it at the end of the sermon. He goes, if you've never prayed this prayer and you want to ask God into your life, say this prayer. I'm like, all right, cool. So I close my eyes, say the prayer. I open one eye, open the other eye. I'm like, all right, there's no like angels or music. Like, nothing, nothing happened. Not, I thought there's, it was going to be like this. It's like, oh, like crazy moment. Nothing happened. And, and I can honestly say that ever since then, my life has gotten harder in a good way. Harder in the sense that I have to say no to the world. And, and you know, we're, we're all sinners and we make mistakes. And, but, but it's been, I've had to be more disciplined. I've had to um, show more love. And I'm a very short-tempered person. That's why I decided to fight. I was like, man, I get paid to punch people. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that journey's just been, it's been so incredible because there's, there's, there's moments when, when God will show up when you don't expect him to, and when you, or sometimes you don't even want him to. Yeah. And so, um, and, and it's impacted me in different ways as I, as I mature and I get older and I grow, not just as a person, but in my faith, like instead of arguing my, with my wife, We'll say, hey, hey, look, well, why don't we, we're both mad, but let's pray. Like, why, don't, why don't we just take it to God? Yeah. And we're, we're, it, it, it's, fun, it's not funny. I mean, 
it, it's crazy how, how just that, that one action or that one, you know, effort of love completely transforms the argument or, or yeah, there's something about prayer that really just shifts an atmosphere. Hey, when you just yes. submit and be like, you know what, this isn't working, whatever we're doing. So let's go to God and see what he thinks. Yeah. Well, and I was never like that. You know, it's, I'm very stubborn. And like I said before, I, I'm really hard headed, really stubborn. And I'm like, no, I can do things. Even like submitting, like we were talking about before, it's, it's so hard growing up, not like growing up playing sports your whole life. It's like, don't quit. Don't give up. You're so much better than that. Push past it. And it's always, it's all, always all these motivational things. But We're very um, conditioned to perform uh, yeah. in society and and I feel like in church in religious backgrounds to oh yeah yeah I, I, it's funny especially down here in South Orange County my wife always goes like you know people always talk Christianese like they yeah. want to they want to give you the right words and the right message and it, it's not about that you know no. it, it, I, I really believe that as a Christian everyone has a very unique relationship with God and and everyone has their own Obviously, our goal is to love and to treat other people. And, and we have the Ten Commandments. It's like, it's almost like a blanket over our life, but it's our relationship with him is very intimate and it's very mm-hmm. unique. And, and so um, I think when you, when you talk about the whole Christ, Christianese thing, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's bad and it, it turns some people off. Like I, I remember one of my buddies told me that Gandhi said this quote, that he'd be a Christian if it wasn't for Christians. Yeah, you know, it's... I've had so many conversations with friends about this, like um, people that were burnt by the church. Um, I was actually talking to a friend last night about it. And that's probably the number one thing where they're just like, you know, you walk away feeling worse than you already did a lot of the time. Um, And so it's, this is why actually I started this podcast is because I just really am so passionate about people knowing that religion and relationship are two completely different things yeah yeah 100 percent. i think i think it's hard especially when you're as a human you want direction you you want structure it's it's easier to just show up and just say okay i go to church on sundays i just got to show up and i'm cool and and even me myself i got to call myself out sometimes because i will i'm very good at just waking up and reading the verse of the day and that's it Mm-hmm. I open up my Bible app and say, okay, that's the verse of the day. Cool. And I justify it because I've had pastors in the past tell me like at, at the minimum, at least read the verse of the day. And I'm like, well, if the pastor said it, like, that's, that's all I have to do. Yeah. I know that it's good, but the same way I challenge myself in athletics, I need to challenge myself in my, in my relationship with God. Yeah, and absolutely. And I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> you end up winning if you do pursue God more because it's so, it's so hard to, to like live a life of love if you're not connected to the very definition of love. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny like how you try to squeak by, but you feel it. Oh yeah. 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 And and if you look back, like if you were to reassess your day and say, man, you know, I read the verse of the day, my, my day was kind of crappy, but then you go, man, I really got into the word. I spent time with them. I, I spent time in prayer. I was quiet. All of a sudden you remember those days and you're like, wow, that day was amazing. Mm-hmm. And even with tithing, like, like a lot of people that, that I listen to, are like, that's the only thing God challenges you with. 
And as an athlete and as a fighter, I'm like, okay, I like challenges. And, and it's funny when, when I don't tithe, I, I, I notice it a lot. And, and when I do tithe, there's all of a sudden these blessings and they're direct, they're financial blessings. It's not like, hey, we're gonna bring this really cool friend into your life. It, it's like a direct, not that it's a payback and you shouldn't expect that just yeah. because of tithing, but it, it's like when you, when you do it with an open heart and you say, yes, I want to give this to you, you know, you tithe. And, and I believe even if God ch is challenging you, I was just listening to a sermon yesterday where God said, no, he wants your heart to be yucky and he wants it to be hard for you to tithe because he'll show you like, hey, if you follow me, if you just listen, these are the blessings that you'll get. And a, a lot of times we don't, we don't listen. No. I'm really good at saying, God, I'll give you 90% of my life, but I'm, I'm so controlling and stubborn that let, let me, I can do 10, 10% I can handle. You get the rest. But it doesn't say that. God wants all of it, all of your whole life, everything, everything in your being, your thoughts, everything. And I, ju I justify things. Yeah. Like even, even watching some TV shows for entertainment. Like I'll, I'll watch certain things where my wife's like, no, they're, they're cussing or they're using God's name in vain, in vain. My whole thought process or my excuse is always like, well, they don't know. They don't have the knowledge that we have. And and sometimes that's okay, but that doesn't mean that it's, it's okay for you. Well, to it's, it's what it's doing to your environment because what you water oh. will grow. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, good. Yeah, yeah, right. And uh, I wanted to go back to tithing because tithing was such a, like, it's been so abused, I think. Um, mm -hmm. And it, one of my favorite sayings is God doesn't need your 10%. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's so funny. But yeah, yeah, it's like where it's just like, no, I'm going to give it to you all and I'm going to trust that you have the best in, in mind for me and you really do have plans and purposes for me. Like it's not this, you know, okay, fine, I'll give you 10%. It's like, it's a total surrender. The 10% is more really beneficial to you because it's like, <laughs> God's up there like, I ain't broke. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's tough. It, it's tough to... Sometimes it's, it's funny because when I have a little bit of money, it's easy for me to tithe. Because if I have a hundred bucks, I'm like, yeah, I can give you 10 bucks. Yeah. But if I have 10,000, I'm like, Ooh, that, that, that a thousand goes a long way. Like, yeah. really it's, we're so ridiculous. Oh yeah. Um, it's, it's insane. Yeah. So I want to go back to you. Uh, Cause I had a question there about um, mm -hmm. when you got saved and like, there's no angels, there's no, you know, fireworks. Uh, I had the same thing. And I, I remember thinking like, really God, like not even like a little trumpet squeak, like nothing, <laughs> you know, like, and, um, but you said from there, your life got harder. So my question there was, did that discourage you? Like, did that kind of set you back a little bit for a while? Or like, what, what got you from that where there was nothing to, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take on this battle and I'm, and I'm going to live my life better. And I think, because of my natural nature and the type of person I am, I looked at it as a challenge. And I was like, okay, God, well, what do you want from me? Like, what else, what do I do next? Right. Like, do I go to a church and take class 101 to first step to being a Christian? Like, what, like, what do I do? And, and it was nothing. I did that. I, I went to church and, and I took class 101 and 201. And I was like, no, that's not what I want. And I would try to do all these things that I thought he wanted me to do instead of just listening um, and being silent 
and getting into his word and, and thriving for that, like wanting that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just wanted to do what was normal. Like, well, okay, well, there's these steps. What does this church say I should do? I need to go to these classes to get certified and, you know, become Christian. But that's not, that's not what he wants. And so for me, I looked at it as, as, a, as a challenge and I still do, you know, I still do yeah. to this day. Um, so that I don't, I don't get stagnant. There's definitely days like I, I pride myself in the Bible app has like these daily streaks of how many times you've gotten to your word. Yeah. So like I'm 87 days right now. I should be at like 200 and something, but I skipped a day and I'm just, hey, I'm, hey, you're showing up a lot more than a whole lot of other people. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're doing, you're doing good. <laughs> get, getting back to, to what you're talking about when we were talking about love and, and being connected to that, I think uh, it, it's taught me because God will put certain instances in my life or, or struggles where he's, if I look at it from another perspective and another lens, it's like, okay, he's trying to show me something. He's trying to teach me something as opposed to like, okay, how can I defeat this? Like, how can I battle through this? It's not about that. There's, there's, it's already been defeated. You know, whatever we have in our midst or whatever struggles, it's, if we take it, and, and I know it sounds Christianese, but if we take it to the foot of the cross and we say, Lord, like, what do you, what do you have for me? You know, I, I started learning and listening to different people about prayer life. And instead of being like, God, please, it's, I need this really cool car. And I want this yeah. really nice job. Like pr- pray about like in this instance, God, like what are you trying to show me? Yeah. What do you want me to learn? Yeah. Like, wh- what do you want me to do? How do you want me to react? Like pray for guidance. Mm-hmm. Don't pray for, for, you know, things materialistic things and that's okay like god put those desires in your heart he created you but pray for for solutions pray like god how do you want me to fix this what do you want me to learn from it like how do you want me to act in this season because it's just a season all this stuff isn't doesn't last forever and it undoes like the training that we got in the world because i find like the kingdom of heaven is so polar opposite so polar opposite so sometimes in a situation we think we have the answer and then you know you go to pray about it and he tells you something else and you're like i would have never thought about that and it's so opposite yeah but and it's always again like it's going back to what people always say like god's never late he's never early he's always on time yeah and so even even doing your podcast i was talking to my wife i go man i gotta have more believers on because i want people to see like i want to start going on different podcasts and i want to start going on different like christian podcasts because there's i want people to see that there is different christian isn't like a race it's not this one thing there's so many people with so many different backgrounds and so many belief systems that are just like man you know my my life is is so much better with god yeah yeah another thing i want to do on my show in order to show love i believe that one of the the one of our biggest responsibilities as believers is to love other people. Absolutely. And, and, and like, it's really cool down here in San Diego, there's a pastor that literally goes to bars and goes and preaches to people at bars, not in the total like Bible thumping in your face type of way. Just like, Hey man, like I, I've seen you here for, you know, three months every yeah. weekend. And I think it's, it's the power of testimony. Right. And you know, yeah. like uh, I once was really broken, but I got help and this is, this is what I did. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I, and I want to do that too. I, w- I want to have people on my show that are drug dealers that have gang backgrounds that are maybe like worldly evil people 
because I want to show them love. I want, I want mm-hmm. them to see like, you know, this is what us as believers, we, we accept you. Now, if you want to change, yeah, sure, we can help you. But mm-hmm. I, I just want, I want to love on other people. And, yeah, and to, absolutely. important that we do as believers, instead of pointing the finger and judging, yeah. we need to love on people. Because especially now, the world needs love. Yes, like big time. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of love, um, this podcast is about like the giants that we face in our lives and, and how we uh, take them down with God. And so some of the giants that you shared with me were like the fear of um, screwing up or not uh, measuring up as a, yeah. as, a, as a human and as a, a father and a husband and stuff like that. Can you talk more about that and share about like yeah. what that process was like? Yeah, I think I think feeling feeling inadequate is definitely uh, a, a big giant of mine that I got to deal with because it's you're always trying to compare yourself or you're always trying to say you could do better or look at this person he's your same age and they have this this and this right and, and so comparison and then feeling like inadequate you don't you feel you almost feel less than mm-hmm. uh, especially as a man having to be a provider you know. And, and when you don't turn to God, like you, you feel that and, and you see it, meaning like even not being able to pay bills on time. Like, I don't know how many times I've had my power shut off, my internet being shut off. And I got to tell my kids like, oh no, that, you know, something's wrong with the internet. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it, it's, I, I see those things when I'm away from God, because not that, oh, God's going to punish you and turn your electricity off. But if you're not, you're not hand in hand if you're not in his word if you're not living the way he wants you to live you have free will so you're going to make choices and bad choices that reflect that mm-hmm. so instead of i remember one time in my my van my family van we had a 2012 honda odyssey got right. towed i had taken it to work it got towed and 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 if i if i look back i'm like oh man when you, when's the last time we paid why did it get towed I went to go buy a $900 TV instead of paying for the van. Right. And that's, that has nothing to do with being Christian. There's nothing to do with like, no, that's very, that's very much about being human. Hey, yes. Yes. Yeah. Listening yeah. to me and what I wanted and, yeah. and not dying to myself and, and just being like, okay, I really want a cool TV in the living room. I'm, I'm going to go buy a 65 inch TV there that we didn't, there was no necessity for it. I just wanted to go buy it because I thought I needed a big TV. Mm-hmm. That that had a direct result to my van getting towed, yeah. and and so uh, again, those are choices that I made. And I think just like performing, because as a fighter, you you always want to be a better performer, get better, and and learn. And and not being able to provide financially for my family has been really big struggle you know now i have a consistent job and things are obviously better but mm-hmm. but in the past i was very selfish i, I wanted to do things my way and no oh, well this project's going to work and this company is going to work out i'm going to build this and yeah. and it just it, it never worked out because i was never in his will i was never like yeah asking god for blessings for it i was just like okay i want to go do it I, I never prayed about it i never you know sat down and, and really assessed the situation i was like oh just go for it Right. And so was there like a moment where that shifted for you or like in your relationship with God, how did you get to a place where you could take that giant down a peg or two? 
I had to, I had to stop being so prideful because I was running a digital marketing agency for four years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I can build this. I can build this. I don't need to go get a job. So I turned 33 on the 27th, which is next Thursday. Happy early birthday. Oh, uh, thank you. So I always tell people it took me 32 years to get my life together. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and, and I don't know about you, I'm still doing it. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 But, uh, I, I think a big moment was, was that, was the, the van getting towed and just being like, you have kids that now can't get to school. Mm-hmm. Your wife can't get around. She can't go to work. And so all because of your choices. And, and I really had to sit down and stop being so prideful. Stop thinking that I can grow this company when I haven't grown it in four years. You know, mm-hmm. the, it was too inconsistent. Like, sure, I had clients and, and, you know, I pay bills every month, but it was just never consistent. And so yeah. I had to really ask God for guidance and complete surrender. And I didn't want to. Yeah. I was like, no, 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 I can do it. I can do it. And I think an, another big struggle, if, we're, if I'm being honest with you, um, I don't know how many guys have to do it, but I just feel like I got to share it, especially with everything that's going on right now. It's like pornography, you know, especially yeah. as, a, as a male, when you start doing that, like I, I started watching it. I remember, I, I don't know if you grew up with it, but we, we had a black box meaning that it was very illegal we had all the cable channels i may may i may know something about that yeah (laughs) so we had everything all the pay-per-views and then and you know hbo and cinemax and showtime and i remember watching it when i was like six or seven Mm -hmm. and i was like oh man this is like cool and and all throughout my life i just continued watching it and it was it it was like degrading You you almost look at your partner as an object or something to please you mm-hmm. as opposed to a partner. It's very uh, poisonous for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and you just, you know, it's funny cause my son's going through that now through that phase and he's 14 and I, I tell them the same thing. I go, it's, it's, it messes with your relationships. Like God literally says in the Bible that he created woman from man's rib, not to be a slave, not mm-hmm. to be a servant, to be a partner so that man is not lonely. So it's, it's like, that's someone you're supposed to do life with. That's someone you're supposed to like entrust and, and make better. And they're supposed to make you better. And you're supposed to be able to rely on that person and they can rely on you. Yeah. And, it's working. It's working together. Not what can I get from you? Yeah. yeah. And when you look at porn, that's, that's the exact mentality you have. Yeah. Hey, I'm feeling a certain way. I want some, you know, I'm going to go do it. Or you justify it by saying, Oh, well, my wife didn't give me any, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go watch it. Yeah. And you you, you f- always find all these ways of justifying it. And yeah. and now with all the stuff going on, people are saying like, oh, even these these actresses in the industry, like they could be trafficked, and you wouldn't even know it because they're getting yeah. paid and they're getting mentally abused and saying this is yeah. all you can do, or they're on yeah. drugs, and so they get like brainwashed and they're thinking that this is all they're good for. Yeah. And so now, like, I have two daughters. And, and watching that, I'm like, you, you can't, like, you can't watch yeah. it and feel disgusting. Yeah. You feel guilty after. And so I haven't, luckily, you know, I, I don't want to say I have complete victory over it, yeah. but it, it's definitely something that, that God has helped me through because I see how it affects my wife. And then I see how inadequate she feels and she feels less than. And so I'm like, man, I, I, if I love my wife, I shouldn't be making her feel that way. Those yeah actions those are direct feelings from my actions yeah and i mean 
I think porn sometimes can be, um, it's very insidious, you know, and it kind of can be painted as, oh, it's no big deal, you know, whatever. And, and I really appreciate you bringing up this topic. Um, I as well um, struggled with porn. And um, yeah. I don't know if there's a lot of women that really admit to that. But, you know, um, it, just the way it chips away, even at your identity and, um, sure. you know, how you feel about yourself, right? Because every time you participate, um, I think it chips away at you too, because that's not who you were created to be. And, um, and yeah, it ruins relationships because you have that different kind of broken thinking of what a relationship is for. Um, yeah. So no, I appreciate you bringing that up and, and the human trafficking right now, I think um, really has convicted me in a way of um, when you participate with, porn you're actually participating with human trafficking because as you said like a lot of those people have been trafficked and you know when you when we look at our children and think like um my choices affect them but my choices also affect other people's children that are being taken and, and put, put into this or being sold into this right and mm -hmm. um it gives you a whole nother level of responsibility as a human being even not not even as a christian but just as a human being so yeah yeah, yeah that's why i think it's it's interesting that all that's coming out right now it, it, yeah. it's, it really is insane because we've had access to social media and all these things, you know, and, and it's funny now that people want to stand up, you know, for yeah. it. And, and I think it's really, really interesting that Hollywood is, will make videos on Black Lives Matter and all these movements and come out and within two days, they have this highly produced, high quality, you know, video saying how important it is, but they haven't said anything about, about kids being trafficked when there's very, very hard evidence that it's happened. And there's videos, you yeah. know, I've watched videos of, of villages in China where they find these two kidnappers. This one particular video, they found these two kidnappers. The town people followed them, found them, beat them up. And then the warehouse they, that they went to, they found like hundreds of yeah. people you know, in, enslaved in there. And yeah. it's crazy that people are just like, oh, it's like a one-off. Like this is yeah. happening all over the place it's yeah a, a one-off and yeah and i think that you know the reason why it's so quiet is because uh a lot of people that are in the limelight right now whether it be celebrity whether it be politics you know whatever a lot of them are in on it so i think that um this is a giant of not just your nation but our nations this is a global yeah. issue and it's so funny like with the black Lives matter um you know, it's, to me, it's almost like a smoke screen, you know, like it needs to be talked about. Absolutely. Oh, but yeah. then it's like, but this is a massive slavery issue that's happening today and nothing, you know, you're just getting crickets. So, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's been very interesting, but I do think that, um, it's being exposed and, and thank God, cause it's definitely long past due. Cause this has been happening for a long, long time. And, and uh, yeah, I'm glad we're talking about this because I think it really brings attention to how we can not be a part of it. And, and porn is a massive one of just um, making better choices, right? Not just for us, but our families and for the globe. And uh, so how, how is that looking in your relationship with God like right now? Like how do you say if you're tempted, mm -hmm. what would you 
what would what's your kind of action plan when uh when you're trying to stay away from it then immediately going into prayer yeah. immediately because you you can't there's no like 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 i'll get tempted by you know let's just say there's a billboard and there's a girl in a bikini i'm like oh well you know i'm gonna go find some blonde girl online like no, no, no. yeah and you just go around a prayer and you ask you ask god to to kill that temptation and so uh, another thing that works for me too is like working out like go not as a distraction but as an outlet like go right. go and do something or go use your talents and abilities that you're blessed with to go go and pour energy into that because right. if, you, if you were to look at it as as it's something that's that's pleasurable you know you're, you're doing it because you you want to say oh you you know i want to please myself and mm -hmm. i want that release or whatever mm -hmm. okay then go work out or go if you're a video editor you know, go edit some videos. If you're a singer, go write a song. If you go do, go pour into what your talents and abilities are and, and use that as an outlet instead of just trying to distract yourself. Yeah. You know? So you're, so essentially uh, you're choosing life and love instead of death. Cause yeah. 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 Pour time and energy into those things. It's like what you said earlier, you water it, yeah. you know, you water it and it's going to grow. And eventually it comes down to discipline. Mm -hmm. Is that that discipline strong enough? Do, are you stopping? Is the reason you're stopping a strong enough reason for you to be disciplined and not be tempted? Because you're going to be tempted. I mean, absolutely. The world we're living in, you're going to be tempted. And so, you know, do I love my wife enough to not make her feel less than? Do, yeah. do I love her? Do I love my kids enough to, you know, not get affected? Like, let's say because of that, it leads to divorce. Like, now I got to think about my kids, mm -hmm. you know? And, and it's your, your like fleshly desires are always going to be there. Like, yeah. you know, I, I used to drink, I still drink. I just don't get drunk, but you know, it's, it's like, am I going to sit there and get passed out drunk and go party and hang out? Like, no, because it, it yeah. leads to bad things Yeah. and bad choices. Cause you're not, you're not, you have bad judgment. You're not yeah. yourself. And so, you know, it, it, it really just boils down to uh, discipline in my opinion. And, and I think, Yes, we, we have that. And if you are disciplined, great. But if you don't, like, ask God to help you with that. There, there's, yes. no, there, there's nowhere in the Bible, it says a complete opposite. Like, God wants you to ask. God wants yeah. you to do that. Hey, man, you help where, me, man. Where you are weak, I will be strong. And that, that's what I'm saying. A lot of people, I think, take things out of context and, and try to spin it in their own way. And to me, it's very black and white. It's, it's like, it's good versus evil. You know, it's life mm -hmm. versus death. Like, what, what are you going to choose? You know, yeah. all, all the growth and knowledge. And I don't know every single story in the Bible. I don't know every book in the Bible. But yeah. I, I know that it's right. I know it's the truth. I know the things that he's done in my life to kind of help me overcome uh, my biggest struggles. And, and so um, all, all I can do really is just love on people. And, yeah and yeah and i i love i love that you're being this open because i think too um you know from the past when people have been hurt by religion i think a lot of times something that comes across is that you have to be perfect to please god you have to perform to please god and, yeah. and what i really want people to hear today is that you're not saying sitting here saying you know i receive god and i'm perfect because that's awesome. not what relationship is about and and I think sometimes we have to take 
God, you know, from being this big, scary guy on a throne up way out there somewhere, right? And bringing him back into here and um, realizing that he knows we're human. He knows we're going to make mistakes. He knows that we're going to have temptations. Um, But it's that relationship of being able to come to him and being like, Papa, I'm having a hard day. Like, I, I really need your help today. And, and just having that humbleness to, you know, come and just say, like, I need help. And, and, you know, it's, it's no different than an everyday relationship. And I think that sometimes, like, I know growing up, I was kind of like you, I, I was so scared of God. I was so scared every time I did something that, you know, a big lightning bolt was going to come down and zap me in the butt, you know, and like, (laughs) I was so scared of him. And, um, you know, and then when now, like, as I was sharing with you earlier, coming back to God and realizing that he literally is the definition of love. And when you come to him and say, like, I'm just really having a hard time today, what he meets you with is so beautiful. And he's like, perfect. I was waiting for you to come and tell me. Like, oh, yeah. he's so beautiful. And you get, so people don't realize either, like, you, you can be upset with God. Yes. It's totally okay to, to be like, man, I'm, God, like, I don't, I don't know why you did this. Like, I'm, I'm pissed off right now. Like, wow, I, I love that job, or I love that person, or that was a great friendship, and we just had, or like, yeah. why would you do that to me? Yeah. And it, it's, he's preventing you from something else, from further damage, maybe. Like, yes. you don't, you don't know that, and so... You know, it, it's like for me, I had I had the business and I'm like, no, I, I love the freedom I have with the business, making my own schedule, finding clients, spending time with my family. Mm-hmm. Like I was upset with God. Like, why would you make me go get a job? Like, why wouldn't you bless the business? Yeah. But if, if in retrospect, it's like I was so prideful and I was like, no, I have my own business. I don't need to work for someone else. I wasn't being humble. Yeah. And I was like, I can do this on my own instead of he, saying like, he I was like, I'm going to send some uh sand some edges off you a little bit yeah yeah Yeah, that's exactly what happened so instead of saying like i can only do this with god and i need god to do this even the podcast is like i need i need to do it with god no matter who the guest is no matter what we're talking about like it needs to i need to center it around god Mm -hmm. if my eternal life is on the line like (laughs) you bet that i'm i i have to make sure that i make that my priority and i think I think because my wife grew up in the church so much, I always kind of let her lead. I was like, well, you, you know the stories, you know, mm-hmm. like you grew up there, you know the songs, you know everything. Like, what are you, oh no, you pray for dinner. And it's like, no, like we're called to lead our family in that. Like, mm-hmm. yes, it's, our kids are very fortunate that their mom has a lot of knowledge in, in, in the church and with Christ and has a great relationship. Mm-hmm. But they need to sit down with dad and dad needs to read them a bedtime Bible story and dad needs to pray at night and dad needs to pray for dinner. And I think when we, when we take that role and, and take pride in that role, you know, it, it's people don't realize how much like the male influence, what, what a male influence has in the home, like how many positive things can come out of that, especially when you're a believer, mm-hmm. like, Hey, yeah. go me, but go do it with your partner. Don't think, don't get big headed and say like, no, I need to pray. I'm only allowed to pray. Like, no, that that's, that's dumb. Yeah. But if you help lead, then that's okay. You know? And I think the kids listen more. Mm-hmm. Um, 
only because they're like, oh, well, dad's doing it. It has to be serious. You know, not that there's women out there and that are awesome, especially like single moms. They're, they're, I'm sure they do an awesome job. Absolutely. That dynamic at home, the male should lead. And, and because the kids, it's just a different perspective. They just see different, you know. Well, I think like the, the concept of marriage um, that sometimes gets lost in society was uh, God gave marriage as a gift and it was a reflection of how Christ loved the church. And so Christ laid down his life so that we could live. So in the marriage, it's like the man is that role where he lays down his life for his, his uh, wife and his family. And so it's that constant thing of dying daily and saying, you know, what can I do for my family instead of what am I going to do for myself? And, and, you know, it's, it's not an easy thing I can imagine, but like, there's such a beautiful space that you can create as the husband where your wife can flourish and your kids can flourish when you step into that role. And um, I think it's really beautiful. And, and I can imagine that it has its daily struggles, but the fact that you're, you're aware of that and willing to do that for your family, it's, it's really beautiful. And it's something that I think really needs to come back into marriages and into families, because I think a lot of the time our, our economy and our social lives and stuff are so broken right now because the family um, unit got broken somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. When there's, when there's cohesiveness in the home and when there's agreement and, and it, it just, it helps overall the same way that bad decisions have consequences and affect everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's a complete, it's the same thing when you, when you turn into a positive, if there's agreement and there's cohesiveness and there's love, you know, your, your family's going to flourish. There's, there's going to be mistakes yeah. that are made. There's going to be bad decisions that, that get made, but it, it's how do you respond to that? Like, how do you discipline your children? Like I've been praying a lot for like, let me discipline out of love instead of anger. Like, don't let yes, me Yeah, that's, that's a big one. And, and so, you know, it, it's a learning process that I didn't have any sort of playbook or handbook that said, this is how you're, you become the perfect father, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so a little, a little bit is, is past experiences. And then it's a little bit more is just like asking people like, Hey, how'd you guys do it? And, and just ask, really asking God, like, help me parent well. Like, yeah. You, you gave me these kids. Where's the yeah. manual? Yeah. Yeah. Like, help me out, man. Yeah. And so yeah. It, it's fun though. You know, it's, yes. it's, it's a really fun journey and it's, and I would, um, I would really encourage people, especially people that maybe are like on the, on the border of, oh, I've been to church a couple of times, but like, go like jump in. Like what's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah. Like go jump in, jump yeah. in, do something, commit to it. Yeah. And, and, and I would, I would do something a little different. Like, yes, I agree in building community and going to a church and building community with them, but like go and read the Bible on your own. Like ask God to give you revelation and give you understanding when you are reading it and yeah, go do it on your own first before jumping in and following someone or listening to someone like they're not God. Yeah. God is, is, is live and alive and well, but it, it, go look in the word like you're gonna find all those answers in there yeah there's a beautiful thing called google like literally yeah. google what does god say about tithing yeah. what does god say about loving other people what does god say about loving non-believers and go do your own research that that's the yeah. best thing you can do but if 
if you're listening and you're you're like right on the edge like just jump in yeah and and you know and for like because we were talking about religion before like Mm -hmm. if you get into a church that doesn't feel like love jump out and go try something else like right like if there's you're not tied down there yeah exactly yeah that's beautifully said you're not you're not like you don't have to go because your friend goes to that church and they want you to go like go go find your own thing everyone the same way that everyone has a really unique journey with christ everyone has their own walk in life yeah and everyone is is unique in their own way and so yeah like go go and 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 explore you're not tied down to a church just you're not gonna hurt anyone's feelings like it's about you and god yeah and and if you do hurt someone's feelings that's their problem not yours (laughs) yeah 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 your best interest yeah exactly there's a fine balance between that between like okay there's i have to do what's best for me so there's a little bit of selfishness but you're also called to love other people so like am i in this church to love on other people but still grow your faith i i, I don't know it, 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 it's tough i think that's a touchy subject but yeah yeah it's a cool journey to be on and it's never and you're never really taken by surprise you know it, i don't know oh there well no i'm saying you're in and when you look back you're like okay that led to that like oh i see yeah because i was gonna say with god I swear every day is an adventure where you're just oh, like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. So different, you know, yeah. especially now it's, it's funny because I feel like, yes, the COVID thing's crazy, but I, I've had better relationships at home. My family life is, yes. is better. I'm spending more time with them. Um, I actually got a job. I got hired on, I believe April, late April, early May. And it's nice. like, it's in the middle of the, yeah pandemic and I got a job and so it, it's I've really been blessed even that you know like getting yeah. a job while it's God's goodness yeah 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 it's it's, it's it really is it's nuts because yeah. it's like people aren't spending as much money online or, or marketing and so it's like oh man well yeah it's gonna be really hard to get a client but people need plumbers and, yeah, <laughs> and right? a plumbing company now and so it's it's really been a blessing you know yeah so one more question, because I kind of like to tie this in, is um, in your relationship with God over the years, was there like a favorite encounter that you had with him or a powerful encounter with him? And and what did you get out of that encounter? I, w- I would have to go back to that, that story when we were in Mexico. It was, it was the that first was... time I like lifted my hands. Well, not just the encounter. Well, okay, well, there's another one. I don't know if it was an encounter with God. It's just creepy, but... Um, the story with that guy, that guy came and talked to us. That was pretty rad. That was, that was crazy. Like now looking back on it, it was like, like, who was that dude? Why did he come talk to us? Was that an angel? Yeah. He just looked like a villager. Like he literally looked like just one of the guys with this little guy. Yeah. And, uh, but one of my more favorite encounters was that first time I I like lifted my hands in worship. Cause even to this day, I won't lift like both hands. I'm just like, oh, I'm just not that showy and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Like, oh, I feel like even your worship time is like a very intimate moment between you yes. and God. And so I'm like, do I have to do it just because everyone else is doing it? Like, no, I don't have to. Yeah. But like, I know in my heart that I'm worshiping or like I'm singing in my head. And I'm like, oh, that's one of my favorite songs. I got to do that. Um, yeah. I, I would say that. And then the other time was actually my senior year of high school. I went to my uh, uncle's funeral, my godfather. And 
and uh, everyone was, you know, obviously depressed and, and crying and very emotional that day. And so we were at the viewing. It wasn't the funeral. It was just the viewing the day before. And there was two pews or like two sides of pews in this like, like walkway towards the casket and where me and my mom are off to the side. And, and usually, you know, when you go to a viewing, you, you know the person. And so we kind of knew everyone there. Um, it was either friends or family. Um, right. and, and so we're walking and all of a sudden this guy is wearing jeans with a white shirt and it's tucked in. He takes his hat off and starts walking down the, the middle of the aisle. And then he circles back, you know, pays his respects. And, and I'm watching him this whole time because I didn't know who he was. And I was very curious. You know, I'm 17 years old. I'm like, who is this guy? And then he walks over to the right and walks to, didn't talk to anybody else, walks to my mom and myself. And I believe my little brother was there too. Uh, and, and he just talks to us and lets us know that everything's going to be okay. And like, he's at peace now. And, and I forget what else, but all in Spanish. And, and his, his shirt, his name was Jesus. Like hmm. he had his name on his shirt, like in, in cursive, right? Like on, on, the, on the, one of the texts. Right. Yeah. And, and his chest. And, and, uh, and my mom's like, who is that? I was like, I don't know. He starts, he turns around to walk away. And we're, we're kind of by the entrance. And, and the company that was on his shirt was a carpentry company. So I'm like, yo, that's weird. Like, his yeah. <laughs> that's funny and so though that was probably another another favorite of mine because there's like he had this peace about him and and this uh this like aura almost and and he was very peaceful he wasn't there to he wasn't there for show he wasn't there to say look at me he's literally there gentleman takes off his hat walks down the aisle pays his respects to my uncle and and goes and talks to us and tells us everything's gonna be okay like he's at peace now yeah all right. Cool. What a what a beautiful encounter. Um, and for those that are listening that don't know, um, Jesus was a carpenter. So that's that's amazing. That's really cool. Oh yeah, it's really freaky. Like when yeah. you look back, I'm like, I've never had any crazy encounters. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it it really is. Especially like in the Mexican culture. Like if you know anything about it, the the Virgin Mary, the reason she's so popular is because she appeared to a saint right. and told him build the church here mm-hmm. and so and it, was in, it happened to be in mexico so like in the mexican culture it's like jesus and then mother mary it's like right hey. yeah and, and so yeah it, it's really nuts to to experience all that and even even now you know it's, it's really it, it's a it, it like you said it's an adventure it, and it's just a it's a daily adventure and it, it's uh with everything going on in the world today, like we can't do anything but pray. Like we're not Absolutely. in control. We can't, we don't have all the power in the world. And even if we did, there's still other people that have power and control. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what, what do you do? You know, instead of stressing out, it's like, just pray and God will give us the answers. And, yeah. and if he doesn't verbally give them to you, he'll show you and, and, and you'll know what yeah. direction to go to. And so, yeah. And, and, you know, it doesn't matter what religion you are it doesn't matter what walk of life you're from it really you know god's not in the religion business and um we can all right now for sure unite and and say a prayer for for the world right now because that that again is all that positive being put out all that love being put out and um 
I really think that there's healing power in love and, and the more that we can bring that to our everyday right now. Um, Cause you know, a lot of people, sometimes they'll say, Oh, you can't change the world. But you know, I, I think don't, don't think so little of the healing power of love because uh, I think when we make a conscious effort every day to get up and choose love and act in love and, and mm -hmm. do our, our everyday in love, um, it's making a difference in the world because it ripples out because, you know, you, if you're loving in your home, it's going to ripple out, uh, you know, for you, you have five in your family, right? So if all yeah. five of you are going out into the world with love, right, that's, that's a pretty big puddle that's going out there. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I, I love that, that, and, um, yeah, uh, Manny, it was, it was such an honor to have you on today. I really enjoyed chatting yeah. with you yeah. yeah i had fun i had fun coming on here and talking and yeah you know, even that it's funny like i was telling you i was telling my wife i need to go do like more christian podcasts and more christian things and all of a sudden you we had put out that. <laughs> oh, yeah i'd love to come on i want to do something yeah yeah and god god works like that too it's so funny how you'll say something like that and uh all of a sudden you're like what <laughs> yeah 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 it's nuts man why well, i really appreciate you and your time and, and thanks for thanks for having me on yeah thanks for being here and um yeah for anybody that enjoyed this uh talk with manny and you want to check out more of what he's doing uh you can check him on the fight within and he is on facebook instagram twitter apple ipod uh or podcast sorry and yeah. youtube yeah yeah yeah. yeah, I'm all over the place. Yeah. It's crazy. So, yeah, and if anyone wants to connect with me, I'm on Facebook. Uh, I keep my fight name, so it's Manny Bam Bam Lara. And then on Instagram, it's just a Bam Bam underscore Lara. That's L-A-R-A. -A. And, uh, yeah, if anyone has questions or, or comments or wants to talk about anything, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always there. I try to respond to to everything and so yeah just just reach yeah. out and look talk to you guys right on and i will um add those handles to uh all of my platforms as well so people can connect to you more conveniently as well so yeah, yeah awesome, awesome. thanks manny all right thank you thanks so much for following along on our adventure We'd love your support to keep this podcast running. You can find our merch in our Instagram and Facebook profiles, or if you'd prefer, you can send an e-transfer or PayPal gift to giantslayers2020 at gmail.com. Your generosity is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much.